This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. That's me, John Rush, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us. I say that a lot, but I do mean that sincerely. You guys are great listeners. You're very loyal, and I appreciate each and every one of you very much. We're heading into the Independence Day weekend. We are live today, by the way. No, we're not taking the day off. We are here live. Uh, Rush to Reason will follow us here in just a little bit as well. But i got a very, very special guest with me today. Alan Stack is joining me from Stack Optical, who's a great sponsor of ours. Uh, just recently been added to our roster of sponsors. I've known Alan, by the way, for a very long time. I've had him briefly on Drive Radio in the past some, yeah, and uh, very much enjoy Alan. And when Scott Watley, who's really the guy that instrumented all of this from Haystack Help Radio and Sportsman of Colorado, you all know him very well. Uh, when he put all this together between Alan and I, I was very thankful because I've had a, and I'm, I'm not saying this just because Alan's sitting here, but I've had a lot of respect for Alan over the years. He's, he is the, in my opinion, one of the only guys in town to go to when it comes to your eyewear, getting your eyes checked, and the whole nine yards. I mean when that. it comes to a, an old practice, we're probably the oldest. So let's get into it. How long have you been doing this? So Dad started in 1968. 68. So we just had our 54th birthday wow. uh, June 22nd. Wow. And I took over the business in 1992. Okay. So you've been at it for 30 years? 30 years. 30 years. And before that, I'd been in it for 12. Okay. So, so you've you've had a full you you you've had a full career. Yeah, I have, I have. <laughs> yep. Just no, I was working down there in high school. And That's awesome. Learning optics. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, so question for you: mm-hmm. What's changed in that world since then, or has oh anything changed? Oh my gosh, everything. When I started in this business, most everything we did was glass. Okay. I mean, real glass. Real glass okay. lenses. Okay. And plastic was coming out, but you could really tell the difference in the vision. You okay. Know, it wasn't as good as glass. Okay. And then over the years, now you can't tell the difference. Really? But, you know, and they've come out with so many different materials to make lenses. You know, before, these folks with these high minus or, you know, those Coke bottle lenses. Right, right. You know, we, we try to shave them down and this kind of stuff to try to fit them on there. Now we've got these materials that we can use to really thin them up, make them much lighter weight. I didn't know that, really. Uh, and then, you know, it's like frames, like what I'm wearing right now. Right, which almost is frameless, a, basically, frameless. right? Yes, yeah. they're made out of titanium. The lens I use is unbreakable. Mm. It's the type of lens that most shooting glasses are made out of. Okay. So, you know, you could step on these glasses. You might break the frame, but you ain't going to break the lens. Okay. The lens is actually guaranteed against stress cracks. There isn't a lens made wow. that's guaranteed against stress cracks. Okay. And then the optics are very – glass is your best optics. Okay. Then regular plastic. It used to be the okay. other way around. Okay. So glass, then regular plastic. Right. And then, okay. And then the next one would be Trivex. That's what I'm wearing. Okay. It's the closest, and they call it Abbey values, the distortion values. Trivex is the best. Okay, so is, just so I'm clear, is Trivex a it's type like of a poly- plastic? Or? Yeah, it's kind of, it's a type of plastic. It's okay. kind of like polycarbonate. Though polycarbonate is the worst oh, as okay. far as optics. Okay. And a lot of places are using polycarbonate because it's lightweight and cheap. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Uh, by the way, everybody listening, Stack Optical and it's easy. They're on our website. So if you forget anything about any of this interview, just go to the website, ready-radio.com. Or, by the way, all the other websites we've got as well, Drive Radio, Fix It Radio. He's listed there as well. You can find him anywhere. 
1578 is the main number to call if you want an appointment. I want to talk about your um your eye you know the the, the doctor the doctor side of it uh-huh. as well you know your eye exams let me uh-huh. try to say that correctly i'll talk about that here in just one moment but for all of you listening biggest reason i have alan here today you all know ready radio we talk about preparedness being ready for the what ifs of life is what i keep saying it could be an end of the world type scenario or it could just be some sort of a Local disaster, a natural disaster that happens locally could be something global. You know what? It could be any number of things. And all of us have different things that we feel we're prepared for. And what I'm trying to do here weekly with all of you is make sure that we're prepared for everything that might come along. And I know that's a big list. And Al and I were even talking prior to the show. You know, this is one of those things where it's not a one and done. When you're talking about being prepared for things in life. It's not, oh, I'm going to go out today and buy everything, put it in a tote, and I'm done. Uh, If it only were that easy, I think everybody out there would be prepared. The reality is it's not that easy. It does take preparation. That's why we call it prepping. And and that's not a bad word, by the way. Prepping, I think, is a good word, and it's not some weirdo thing that a lot of people think. No, it's being ready for things that would come along so that you, you guys know me, I'm very much on you need to be able to take care of yourself without the assistance of another. That's how I that's how I see life in general. You don't need to be relying on anyone other than you. If you can't do that, you got problems and you need to figure out how to make that happen. That includes now or in any kind of a disaster. Where Alan comes into play, of course, and we've talked about this a few weeks ago. I mentioned Alan, we were talking, uh, I think three weeks ago on, on Ready Radio. I wear, in general, whether you need prescription lenses or not, I think are critical. As we age, light affects each one of us differently, but typically as we age, the light has a more adverse effect upon us as when we're younger for sunglasses, things along those lines. Our mm-hmm. our eyes, as Alan can explain better than I, but our eyes change shape, right? Well, they harden. Is that, okay, am I saying well, that correctly? Not the eyes. It's actually the lens inside the eye. Okay, the lens in the eye. Right. Okay. That's the crystalline lens. Okay. That's the lens that starts to harden, and it, after a while, it can get cataracts. Okay. But the flexibility of that lens starts losing its ability to flex so As that we, we can age, see right? up close. Okay. See okay. in the distance. It's that lens okay. that we're concerned about. Okay. So yeah. I'm partially thank you by the way because nobody ever really explained it that way so thank you for explaining it gets worse as we get okay so dumb question Mm -hmm. when kids are young and they need glasses is that something that was a birth defect or what's that no 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 we've got two different things one you've got that crystalline lens okay and that's the one we talked about ages but then you've got the cornea the the cornea can be either flat or or, uh, kind of a flat or they can be really convex and it's myopia or hyperopia. Okay. That's what we're talking about when they're a kid. Like a kid has myopia, that means that they just can't see in the distance. Okay. So they can see things up close, but they can't see off in the distance. So that's myopia. Hyperopia is just the opposite. Uh, so, okay. you know, they, they can see things uh in the in the distance, but they can't read. They can't read. Right? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, now that okay. that all has to do with the cornea in the relation to the back of the eye. Okay, and that distance. So you know, if it's a little bit flatter, it, that's a different prescription. If it's a little bit steeper, that's a different prescription. That's different. In a lot of ways, it's just how about. they were born. 
Right, but okay. th- it's not just kids. That's all of us. All, I have okay. myopia. I okay. have astigmatism. Okay. Instead of yeah, the so eye being, yeah. instead of the eye being spherical, it's more of a football shape. Right. So astigmatism is like having two lenses in one. Right. That's okay. why, if, like for me, I have to wear a, spe- a specific contact lens to help correct some of that astigmatism. Right. right. Okay. And so, what do you do? A monovision? Yes. Okay. Yes. With a toric lens. Yep. which you are familiar I, with, I, of course. I, I played around with that monovision, and the depth perception just threw me off. I, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> it's but then it's funky on your brain, I will, and I will admit. And I've worked with docs, too. I want to see as sharp as I can, sure. so I can see 2013 vision. Sure. Well, the problem with doing that, I went into bifocals when I was in my 30s. Okay. Because I wanted to see so well off in the distance that affected my nearer vision. Of course. Of course. So most places, they just try to get you at twenty twenty and call it quits. They kind of get into that, that sweet spot between the two and call it right. good, right? It, but a lot of people can't get better than twenty twenty. Okay. That's kind of the standard. Okay. But there's some of us astigmats that can, but there's always a give and take. Okay. Folks, I hope you listening to this, you can see the expertise that we have here with you know, Alan and Stack Optical. Again, 303-321-1578. Now... The biggest reason I brought Alan in, A, to give you some background mm-hmm. of Alan and why it's important for you guys to use him for all of your eyewear and so on. But on top of that, on the preparedness side, on the ready radio side, I said this a few weeks ago. Everyone that wears glasses, anyone, kid to, you know, 90 years of age, I don't care. You better have an extra pair. And I've also said, Alan, that, you know, I've kind of gone through on this program the you know, bug out bags or bug out boxes or whatever, where if all of a sudden you had to leave in a hurry, you know, there's a fire or a flood or anything along those lines and you just have to hightail it out. There's not a lot of time. I have always said that eyewear needs to be, you know, your extra eyewear needs to be in that case or in that bag as well, because if all of a sudden... And make sure it's in a good case. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you just yes. throw those in your bag. Not going to help. <laughs> right. Because my, sure my point is this. Yeah. Let's say in the middle of all of the running around, because it's, right. it's chaotic. Right. Anytime things like that happen, there's a lot of chaos going on. And we've seen even in movies and things like that, before you know it, the eyewear you were wearing falls off. It gets stepped on. It's broke. You can't find it. Who knows where it went? All of a sudden, you realize, wait a minute, I, I, I can't see. Well, if you've got this backup set in this bug-out bag, quote-unquote, right. well, guess what? Now you're in good shape. In fact, I might go as far as saying maybe you need two sets in that bag, depending upon what you can afford and do. No, exactly. and I really like that idea. It's, folks, you have that old pair of glasses Hey, the lenses are okay, but this frame is broken. Get in. Fix it. Yeah, come on in. We'll we'll take those lenses, we'll add them into another frame, and stick that in your bug out bag. That's a great idea. You know, so so basically not necessarily repurpose, but refit them to where you've still got them as usable lenses where if something happens, you can see. Exactly. So, you know, anytime you've got that backup pair of glasses, you know, if you can, try to have them, you know, similar prescriptions. Well, that was going to be my next question. When it comes to... You know, most people get an annual eye exam. That's, you know, in fact, those right. of us that wear prescription, like me with contacts, I have to every year. You can't get a prescription refilled. You've got to have an annual eye exam. So how often, based upon, and this is where you come into play because you can look at the prescription, know how much change has been made. Point is, or question is, how often should you even change out that backup pair to make sure you can still see well? And that it really depends. I mean, I've had people that really had a lot of change in a year. Okay. But most people have a slight change. 
So what you might want to do is, instead of just changing the lenses and that, let's keep that as your backup. Get okay. yourself a new pair. Okay. So you just kind of so, rotate them right, down. Right, exactly. Okay. You know, Makes I, sense. I have folks do that. And then... Um, so you have no problem with somebody bringing in an old pair of glasses and repurposing them? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if the lenses are still in good shape, chances are I can fit them into another frame. Dumb question on my part. Uh-huh. Let's say they've been kind of kicking around a drawer and they've gotten some scratches and some things along those lines. Nothing on can them. be done for that. Okay. That's no, a, they're, at that it, point, there's they're stuff done. on the internet that says, hey, we can get rid of the scratches. Yeah, it's what, furniture polish. That's why I asked. Right. It's okay. furniture polish. You hit them with hot water, it comes off. Okay. So, so no, once they're that, so that's why I have scratched. a good case all the time, right. even if they're in the drawer next exactly. to the... Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. Leave them in a... Oh, you're so right on that. People, you know, pull, just throw them in a drawer. Uh, worst thing you do with your glass, or just throw them in your pocket. Yeah. You know, I see that all the time. Or they'll put it on their shirt, and then they bend over, and then they hit the floor. Right. And there's a nice scratch. Right. You right. Know? It doesn't take much, does it? No. No, okay. But, but on the other hand, the coatings that I use are some of the best coatings on the market. Okay. So they are, they're not scratch-proof, but they're super scratch-resistant. Okay. Does that have to be reapplied, or is nope. it a once-and-done deal? You know, I mean, I have a year warranty on my scratch coatings. Okay. So let's say you dropped them on the cement, you scratched it, give me a call, we'll get some new lenses Okay, for okay. But typically, I'm not selling warranties. I'm selling the best scratch coating out there. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, now, I know we don't have... I wanted you for at least 20 minutes, and we're getting up on that, and time flies. But th- yeah. I appreciate your time yeah. very much, so I, I really mean that. When it comes to the other things you offer, because I know you do all the eyewear, which we've just talked about, and folks, believe me, when it comes to eyewear, as you can tell, he's, these guys have it dialed in. They know it, as far as I'm concerned, better than anyone else in town do, and, and probably in the country as far as that goes. Now we talk about shooting, boating, skiing, uh, hunting, fishing, all these other activities that people do, whether they're wearing prescription lenses or not, you can help in all those areas as well, right? Exactly. I, I, it's like my hunting glasses, you can get different lenses depending on what you're doing. Okay. Um, I have a couple different designs on that. Um, if you're into motorcycles or you're into biking, I have different lenses and different frames for that situation. Okay. And if you just want a good, durable pair of glasses... I've got these twistable frames hmm. that really hold up well. And, you know, if you've got little kids around or pulling on your glasses, these are great frames. Okay. I have a lot of those. I know at one time, because the last time I had you on drive radio, uh, you even had uh, glasses where you could pop the lenses in and out and change the different colors well, and things depending upon the Well, that was a couple summers ago, Yeah, it's it? been a while. That was so before COVID. Do you still do that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, as a matter of fact, um, Scott's got a pair of those. And, I, I, and they're really kind of cool. They've improved them. They've got more of a wrap to them now, but you can get different lenses depending on what you do for shooting, for motorcycle riding, for golfing, and that type of thing. Okay. What about that individual where, not really talking preparedness, but that individual that, you know, for me, I always worked in a shop, and you always needed safety glasses and things like that on at all times. Now, I at that time wore eyeglasses, not contacts, and I was able to get a much like what you're wearing now, I could get a pair of glasses that still had all my prescription and everything in it so I could see even a bifocal. In fact, bifocal above, because as a technician, you're looking up, not down. Uh-huh, I've done those, so, those occupational. So, you know, did, did all yep. sorts of, you can do all of that I've as well, correct? That. Yep. And actually, the lenses that I'm wearing right now, I can use shooting. Okay. Because they're right. protective enough to... Right. Okay. They're made out of that material. Because the one thing, again, that we have to be careful of is making sure that we do not... The last thing you want to do is have a have some sort of a you know eyeglass on 
and it not be shatterproof and all of a sudden something happens you're in the shop or you're shooting or whatever and then it shatters now you're in trouble right Right, exactly and trivex and polycarbonate are all in ones okay and the only problem with polycarbonate it ages over oh. time you get stress cracks i didn't know that trivex isn't that way okay you know you'll find most of your shooting glasses are made out of polycarbonate trivex okay. has all the same ballistics but it doesn't age it doesn't crack Okay, one other thing, too, and I, and I know we're tight on time, but I see so many people where they go to the big box stores to get glasses. I won't name mm-hmm. the names, but mm-hmm. they're cheap. They're there. Right. And, and I've even had family members that do this, and I will tell you even from personal experience, the fit in doing that versus going to you is night and day, correct? Exactly. When you come into us, first thing we're going to do is can we take a look at your prescription? Okay. And then we're going to give you recommendations what the best frames would be. Based upon even your shape of face and everything, right? I'll look at that prescription and I'll know, okay, with this prescription, I can use this frame, this frame, this frame. And then I'll look at your face and go, oh, well, we're not going to put you in a plastic frame. Okay. Very few of us have the perfect nose. Okay. Well, plastic frame, everything's got to be perfect. Mm, I didn't know that. And then we... Makes sense because it's not changeable. It doesn't move, right? Right, right. Metal frames, see, I can make adjustments. I can make them so they fit perfect. But a plastic frame, if it doesn't fit perfect on you, I'm not going to be able to make it fit perfect. So plastic frames that are also susceptible to body temperature. Body temperature starts warming up that frame and it comes down the end of your nose. It throws off all my measurements. A metal frame isn't susceptible to body temperature. So once I set the adjustment, that'll hold it. So I, I do not like plastic frames. <laughs> I learn something every time I do one of these shows. I just learned a lot. Alan, right. again, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, I really buddy. appreciate it. Again, Stack Optical, folks. Right. The phone number 303-321-1578. And, you know, 20 minutes goes by like yeah. that, Alan. And, I sure and, appreciate and it. And you are buddy. always welcome. I mean that whether thank it's here, you. Fix It Radio, which, again, even around the house, safety glasses, things like that, drive radio course, driving and all that. All of you listening. Uh, the majority of you are wearing a glass, a pair of glasses at some point right. in time, whether you need them for prescription or not. My suggestion right. on any of that is go see Stack Optic. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, John. I mean it's that sincerely. So, so it's All a joy right. having you, Alan. I appreciate it very much. Good seeing you, buddy. All right, guys, that's it. We're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. If you got a question for me, by the way, 303-477-5600. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com.
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of Drive Radio Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Okay, let's get real. There's a lot of options when it comes to buying meat. You can buy meat at the store or online. And most people buy their meat at their local retail store because, hey, let's face it, you're at the store anyway buying all your stuff, so it's convenient. But did you know that when you buy meat at the store or online, the vast majority of the time, and likely 99% of the time, you don't know and can't know where the meat and the package you are holding in your hand actually came from. That's because the brand names on the meat package labels are either the store brand name or a meat processing company's brand, but not the name of the farmer or rancher that actually raised the animals. So nearly all the meat sold totally loses its identity at the meat processing plant. That's why if you care about how the animals are raised and want to support a farm or family ranch instead of a giant multinational food conglomerate, you should buy your meats at ranchfreshmeats.com. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All 
All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And again, special thanks to Alan Stack taking time out of his day to join us, which I really, really appreciate. And I meant everything I said. If there's anything you need when it comes to eyewear at all, uh, go see Alan. In fact, uh, I've got to get my prescription updated. My eyes have changed, and I haven't had a pair of glasses in a long time, so I've got to uh, go do what I've been talking about here for several weeks and get that handled, which I will go see Alan and and get that taken care of. Uh, Also... Met with Dave Hart from RoofMax before I came on air today, and I want to just make sure I mention Dave and all that he's doing in that world. And I mentioned it the other day on Rush to Reason briefly, but RoofMax, the company in general, not Dave himself, but RoofMax, has done over 2 million roof applications extending the life of roofs. So, guys, again, if you're looking to save money down the road, extend the life of your current roof, if you've got any problems with it and you want him to look at it, he can do any or all of that and again, it's the best way to get a hold of him. You just go to the website, either rushtoreason.com or go to ready-radio.com. Uh, he's listed on all the websites we have, by the way, all of mine. He is there. So if you have any needs at all when it comes to your roof, give Dave a call. Again, another great sponsor of ours. Also, real quick, I want to mention in August, I'll have more details on this as we get a little further down the road. But in August, again, there's going to be a preparedness expo out east in Elbert County. So we're going to get more information on that. Annette, who's from uh, one of our, again, one of our great sponsors from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Uh, there's going to be uh, more information coming on that. I'll get you all of that uh, information. But as I said uh, last week and the week before, if you have anything that you would like to, uh, how should I say, uh, share at the expo, you know, there's something that maybe that's that's your business, that's what you do, or you would you have the ability to do a seminar on you know preparedness or anything along those lines. If there's something like that that you would like to take part in that expo, again, we, we're trying to put all of this together, help out best we can. But if there's something there that you would like to participate in as far as an exhibitor goes, please let us know. Let me know. Let Annette know. Uh, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, either one of us can help you with that, get you in contact with the right people. But again, that's coming up at the end or the latter part of August. So I know that sounds like it's a long way away, but today is July 1st. Uh, If it's like any other month we go through, uh, July will be over before you know it. We'll be into August, and boom, we're there. So it's not that far away. So if there's something, again, that you'd like to participate in, and for those of you that would like to attend, I'll have more information on that here in the weeks ahead. So by all means, uh, make sure you put that on your calendar. We'll get the the dates here, but it's going to be the latter part of August. All right. Uh, actually, uh, listener Joe, he's from Jersey. If you guys uh, on Ready Radio, Ready Radio don't know Joe, he's been a longtime listener to all of our programs, listens to this one as well. Joe sent me a good idea on the bug out bags. And I know we say bag, and it doesn't have to be a bag. In fact, Joe came up with, instead of a go bag, he has a go tote. So you guys have all seen these totes, in fact, typically around Christmas time, or I think even right now, they're at Costco pretty inexpensively, Home Depot and other places. You can get the totes, which at one time, by the way, where where these totes came from, just so all of you know, these came out of the manufacturing and sort of that supply industry. In fact, places like Napa have used these totes for years. Uh, They would put parts in them. They'd run down conveyor belts. That's the way they move things around warehouses and so on. So totes aren't new, by the way. They've been around for a very, very long time. They're sort of new, I guess, in a way to the you know residential world, 
uh, non-commercial world, and they're getting more and more popular. They're getting cheaper and cheaper as time goes by. It used to be a tote was very, very expensive. That's why very, very few people besides the commercial businesses had them. But now they're getting really inexpensive. Joe is saying instead of having a bag to put all of your items in, have a tote, which, by the way, is not a bad idea at all. The tote is sealable, and you can keep everything you know, fresh, dry. Think, you know, so if you're storing this on the floor, by the way, any water gets on it, it's not going to be a problem whatsoever. In fact, most totes would even float if, if you know, something happened to where the you know, basement got flooded and you had a bunch of totes, they will float. So they're going to be really impervious to water and, and having any kind of damage that way. But he said, let's, you know, let's start number one with a you know, 27-gallon plastic tote. So I'm going to call it the go tote instead of the go bag, which, by the way, these things, even when it comes to putting them in the back of a pickup truck or a car or whatever, they're stackable, uh, they're tie-downable. So if you had more than one of these, they're easy to put in the car and, and, and truck or whatever you've got as far as that goes. Frankly, we'll even go get strapped onto the back of an ATV. Now, I realize that a bag you can do the same thing with, but the totes just make it really, really easy. Everything's waterproof, and again, you can seal these things up. And some totes, by the way, are even lockable. So it depends on the kind of tote that you use. But here's what he, this is Joe, not me, but Joe, talking about what to put in his go box or his go tote. Plastic tarps, by the way, put those at the bottom. Five band hand crank radio with an internal flashlight. Great idea. A solar lantern. Agree. Water purification tablets. I'm going to add to that. Not I would do the tablets and also, I talked about this a week or two ago, they also now make the purification straws where, you know, they will work for a certain amount of gallons running through the straw. The nice thing about that is you don't have to have any kind of a container that you then have to put the tablets in to then drink water. So even if you're close to a stream and you want to drink, you just put the straw down in the stream, you drink, it's all purified, and away you go. So the purification straws are a really good idea as well. And by the way, don't take up a lot of room. You could put a couple of those in a tote and stick it down in some of the corners, and they would work fine. Uh, a folding camp saw. Yep. I uh, don't think anybody can go wrong there. Uh, and if you don't know what he means by that, just go look them up. But they make, you know, uh, basically it's like a... Um, uh, a wood saw, think of it that way, where you could saw off limbs and build things with, build a shelter with, and so on. A hatchet, great idea. Knives, yes. In, in fact, I would have more than one if it were me. I would have like a you know skinning knife, a a regular you know carving knife, uh, you know hunting knife. You know, I'd probably have three or four different knives in there. And in fact, as a side note, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And this, I don't think this is on Joe's list. Wouldn't be a bad idea to throw some of your camping dishes in there. Not a lot. All you need is, you know, a plate and a bowl and maybe a little bit of silverware. But it wouldn't be a bad idea, especially for, you know, for the food side of it. Just putting some of that stuff in there, throwing it in your tote, away you go. A compass? Yep, got to have a compass. And you can't rely on the compass on your phone, by the way. So you need an actual real compass. A Leatherman-type multi-tool. And Leatherman is a brand. There's lots of other people that make a similar type tool, Gerber and so on. They won't be called Leatherman because Leatherman, I believe, is a trademarked name that is specific to their tool, but something like that. So basically a tool that, you know, think of the old Swiss Army knives only with more functionality. That's, that's what a Leatherman is. If you've never seen one, just go look it up and you can, you can see. Most of you know what a Leatherman is. This is good, too, by the way. This one, isn't, this one has not been on my list prior. 
assorted nails, screws, hammer, and a multi-bit screwdriver. So again, if you're going to assemble some things, you want to hang some things up, you know, you, you may have to be out in the middle of nowhere. If that's what ends up happening, you'd like to have some of these other items. So great idea, Joe. And by the way, those could be put inside of another small, like, Tupperware box. You know, inexpensive Tupperware box, even some of those little food saver boxes. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you could put all of those inside of that and have a separate compartment that way inside of the tote where you don't have stuff just, you know, floating around that way. Uh, a whetstone or sharpening knife for your hatchets? Yep, definitely. In fact, one thing I would add into this as well. Now, your Leatherman will probably have a little one, but I don't think it's enough, frankly, because they're not very big. I would have a fine-tooth file. You know, regular, like, you know, 8, 10-inch fine-tooth file. Again, for sharpening and doing all sorts of things with, you'd be surprised how handy that can actually uh, you know, that can actually be by having that. A magnesium fire-starting stick? Yes. In fact, there's also other devices out now where when it comes to fire starting, there's a, what they call a pull starter, where it literally has got, I've, I've actually interviewed folks uh, on my other shows along these lines. It's literally a fire starter stick. You pull the string, everything ignites, you put underneath a pack of wood and, you know, a stack of wood, I should say, boom, fires it up and away you go. You could throw two or three of those in there as well. But having a fire starting stick is also a must. Alcohol, not the kind you drink, but alcohol antibiotic creams and bandages i would also have some peroxide in there i would add that to the alcohol so put some peroxide in it as well again if you get any kind of a wound something you need to clean out yes the alcohol works well so does the peroxide as of course you all know and i'm not a doctor but i've cleaned out enough cuts and wounds you know being in a shop over the years that yes those things work very very well needle and thread yes a must not just for fixing, you know, your own clothes, but you may have to fix something on, you know, a tent or the tarp or something along those lines. Needle and thread. Oh, even stitching up, Charlie just said. Yeah, great idea. Yes, yes, great idea. Yeah, you may very well find yourself using it on you. So, yes, great idea, Charlie. Uh, this one's a good one. We talked about this a, a few weeks ago, but a three-piece fishing rod and reel. You can break that down. They make collapse, collapsible ones. We used to call them in the old days. I don't know if they still do, but pack rods is what they called those, where you could put a fishing pole and a, and, a, and a reel basically in your backpack, something of that size. In other words, where if you laid it you know, lengthwise or crosswise in this tote, everything still fits. Fishing line and hooks, of course. Yes, definitely. And a few lures wouldn't be a bad idea. And by the way, along that line, because of the shelf life is pretty pretty decent, I would throw some power bait or something along those lines when it comes to catching fish in there as well. Uh, of course, ammunition. We've talked about that. I've done really entire shows on ammunition, the gun, and so on. In fact, I kind of did a part one. I know I need to finish that up with a part two at some point. But yes, anything along those lines, you want to make sure that you know whatever gun you have, you have the proper ammo for and so on. Uh, this one's a good one. Uh, Joe, Joe had mentioned this in, in you know weeks past. Waterproofing sealant, like Flex Seal, where it comes in a can. Uh, usually, it's a spray can. Uh, they also make it where you can use it in a brush as well. But the spray can works really, really well. Uh, you can seal up all sorts of things with that. I have even fixed uh, you know temporarily some roofs and things along those lines with it. So yeah, really great, really great idea. Gloves. And wool hats. And I'm guessing Joe meant wool gloves, wool hat. Uh, 
Here's here's the thing about wool that most of you probably know, but some of you that maybe are of a younger generation don't know. The reason why so many individuals back in the day used wool is because wool, unlike cotton, even when it's wet, will keep you warm. That's why a lot of hunter-fishermen still use wool today. Even if it's soaking wet, you'll still stay warm. It's one of the few garments that you can do that way, and it will still keep you warm at all times. So just food for thought there. So wool gloves, wool hat, and it's going to be tough to have any kind of other wool garments that you stick in this tote because that's going to be kind of a separate line item. But, yeah, wool hat, wool gloves. Insect repellent, great idea. Last thing you want to do is get eaten up by the bugs. Uh, granola bars, yes. Uh, look at the shelf life. Again, that was kind of back to the conversation we had with Alan Stack a few minutes ago. One of those things that I think you'd want to rotate out, just like you would your glasses or anything along those lines. Make sure that they're not getting so old that there's no you know, nutritional or taste value left. But yes, some granola bars would be great to throw in there. Something else, by the way, that does have a pretty long shelf life, especially if it's kept uh, tight and, and sealed, is peanut butter. Peanut butter is full of carbs and protein and is high in calories and would work really well in this type of a situation. You'd be surprised what a scoop of peanut butter has in it, even over a granola bar. So even throwing in a small can of, of uh, a peanut butter would be great as well. Uh, rope, yes. And he says several 50-foot lengths of different thicknesses, absolutely. You need uh, numerous types of rope because that's going to be one of the, the mainstays that you've got. Uh, the other thing along the lines of rope that's not on Joe's list that I think I put on my list is uh, they make pretty inexpensive tie-downs now. You can get ratchet straps pretty inexpensively. I would put three or four ratchet straps in there as well. You'd be surprised what you can do with a ratchet strap when it comes to even holding down tarps and things along those lines. Very, very handy. And the nice thing about a ratchet strap is you don't have to be an expert not tire to use them. They just work. Uh, pot, frying pan. And water bottles. That goes back to somewhat I was talking about earlier with some of the utensils and plates and so on. Uh, he says, and, and what about the additional items or things that I didn't want to preload because I use them every week? Yes, that would be it as well. Uh, tape a checklist to the top of the box with the listed items you need to add to the box before leaving or pack that separately, like guns, blankets, boots, jackets, things along those, even other food, things along those lines. In fact, you may want to just have a separate tote when it comes to some of those things as well. So, so Joe, if you're listening to us, thank you very much. This is very useful. Uh, these are things that are in my notes. I'm sure producer Ann will put these up on the website uh, later as well. And we'll start building some of these things up so that on the website we've got more resources along these lines as well. So, guys, hang tight. We're going to come right back. Anything you want to add to that list, by the way, call me, 303-477-5600. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of fix it radio drive radio and of course ready radio for quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air 
Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of Drive Radio in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. 
All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Appreciate you all listening. We just went through, uh, you know, listener Joe's tote, his uh, bug out tote or bug out box, if you would, instead of a bag, which, I, by the way, I like that idea even over a bag. Now, I know at, at times a bag, you know, can be very easy to just kind of grab and leave with and so on, but the totes work really, really well as well. And, again, we've, we've talked about this, and I think, you know, the most important thing, Alan Stack and I were talking about this prior to the show today, and I think it's just a, a reminder, uh, even to ourselves, to me especially, that being prepared for things that would come along, you know, the what-ifs of life, is not a one-time thing. In other words, you don't just run out one weekend to decide to buy all of this stuff and then go shove it into a tote or the basement or whatever and and say, okay, yep, I'm done, I'm ready, I'm, I'm prepped, and I'm good to go. No, this is something that really becomes a literally week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year endeavor. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, wacky in a way, and a lot of people think preppers are wacky. And, and, and I'll be the first to admit that some can kind of get off the deep end and invest all sorts of money in things that they probably will never, ever use unless there's an end-of-the-world event. But I'm telling you what, if there ever is one, those folks will be very prepared. Am I that person? No, I'm not. I am of the mindset of I want to have the staples that if something major were to happen, I'm okay. I'm good to go. You've heard me talk about this numerous times, even food. I want enough food to survive a good two, three weeks because, frankly, at that point in time, it'll give me enough idea of what's going on and enough ability to figure out, okay, what am I going to do next? Am I going to be out fending for myself? Am I going to be hunting, fishing, you know, scrounging around for food? You know, what am I going to be doing? But if I've got a good two to three week supply where I'm not having to be in crisis mode over what am I going to eat next, well, then I can really work through the rest of those those scenarios, if you would, to determine what am I going to do next. Keep in mind, I think this is really important for most people to realize, and most of you listening do, you're not going to run to the store and buy something. If we have any kind of a major collapse of anything, economy, major storm, uh, an EMP strike, anything along those lines, you're not going to run to the store and buy things. In fact, that'll be the first thing the non-preppers do, and it will be just total bedlam. It'll, it'll be mayhem. You know, the, the guy from Allstate that's on the commercials that's running around, you know, Mr. Mayhem, that, that's what it will be going to any of those stores trying to buy something. You won't. It will be total, total chaos. You, you guys have already seen... You know, any of the news reports where, you know, different things happen, natural disasters and the like, and the first thing that happens, even even the announcement of a disaster coming. We've seen it even here when it comes to, you know, blizzard warnings and things like that. Run down to your local King Supers and see how much stuff is left on the shelves of the staple items. They're gone. They're not there. Multiply that a hundred times for an end-of-the-world type scenario, and that'll tell you what's left in the grocery store. I mean, I'll go as far as to say, unless these companies have literal armed guards at their warehouses and they're protecting those items in the warehouse, those will be emptied as well. There'll be rushes of individuals, you know, mad rushes of individuals 
in those warehouses taking everything they possibly can as well. So you won't go and buy anything at any point in time. Speaking of buying, and I'm working on getting some guests on down the road when it comes to just what to keep on hand when it comes to cash, precious metals, and things along those lines. In a true, total, end-of-the-world setting, I'm just going to tell you right now, none of that will matter. Cash, gold, silver, despite what a lot of these guys might think, it isn't going to matter, and here's why. If you're trying to survive, and you're just trying to get by living, do you care if somebody has a $100 bill or an ounce of silver or gold? The answer is no, you don't care. Unless you've got the ability to take either of those items, any of those items, I should say, and trade for something else, they're of no value. In the books and things that I have read on end-of-the-world scenarios, when things get that bad, uh, a piece of meat is worth more than an ounce of gold. A twenty-two long rifle bullet, you know, ammunition, or a box of, is worth far more than what that ounce of gold would be worth. Now, will gold and silver and things like that help stave off inflation and things along those lines in your own world and portfolio and so on? Absolutely. But is that what I'm going to rely on as far as money goes in an end-of-the-world scenario? No, it's not. And the reason is it'll be worthless. Until an economy, quote-unquote, would be reestablished, having gold, silver, dollar bills, $100 bills, anything of that matter, or of that manner, I should say, it won't matter. Those things will be useless until some sort of a, uh, a new exchange of currency is established. And keep in mind that if something like that were to completely you know, take out the world and it's years and years and years before things are reestablished, it'll be new currency even. The stuff you've even got now won't, won't matter. Now, say all that to say this. Do I still think you should have some gold and silver on hand? Yes. Physical? Yes. Should you have some cash on hand? Yes. Yes, and the reason I say that is for those times where cash may still work, the banking system may, you know, terminals, things like that might be down and you still need cash to buy something, yes, that's when cash is still going to be needed. So am I one to say have some cash around? Yes, I am. And the way interest rates have been, it's changing now, I know, but in the past, several years now, you could have put money in a savings account or had the cash under your mattress and it wouldn't have mattered one way or the other because you weren't making any money in the in a savings account anyways. Now, that may change moving forward, and we'll talk about some of that on the other program I have, Rush to Reason. But for now, I would still have some cash, some gold, some silver. And as far as the ammunition end of it goes, we haven't talked much about this in previous weeks, but I did say, even on Rush to Reason this past you know week or two, with the losses that the other side has had in the past couple of weeks, mark my words that they're going to go after ammunition. They've tried going after the gun side, and it's not worked. They're going to try to continue to outlaw, quote-unquote, assault rifles and things along those lines. But I, I am one that says they're going to go after ammunition next. They'll make it where you have to be, you know, registered or, or you have to have some, kind of, some sort of a background check to buy it. 
You'll be limited in the quantities you can buy. On and on we go. So what I would say when it comes to ammunition, and there's a, a, an individual that Scott knows very well that I'm going to try to get on air to talk about this because they're producing a lot of ammunition here right in our local area. I'll do our best to get her on. Uh, but I, what I would say is make sure you're stocked up. If you're somebody that shoots on a regular basis, make sure you have enough for you to practice with. But then I would also have enough in storage where if something were to happen, you're okay. Now, also remember, when it comes to things we talked about with the bug out tote and so on, there's only so much you can carry if you have to exit your home. You might have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of rounds of ammunition. But if you have to leave, I hate to say this, it ain't coming with you. It's too heavy. It takes too much to move it. You're going to have to leave that behind. Some of you have enough ammunition. You'd need a, a full pickup truck full to move ammunition around all by itself, and it's just not going to happen in that scenario. So you need to have the ability, and this is where even some of the ammo cans that are still out there, so you can still buy these things new or there's a bunch of used ones still kicking around. That's where ammo cans full of the ammunition you know you're going to need is still would still come in handy. Back to Joe's point, marking those... So you know that that's what those are for, and that ammunition doesn't get used for anything else. By the way, and you all know this, but for those of you that may, maybe don't, ammunition doesn't have to be rotated out. It's not like food. It does not have a shelf life. As long as it's stored in a nice, cool, dry place, that ammunition will last indefinitely, literally. You, you do not have to worry about rotating out you know, your, your 22 ammo or your 12-gauge shotgun or, 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 or. I can go down the list. Every, every caliber you could think of, you, you don't have to worry about rotating it out. It will be fine. One thing that we did not put in the tote earlier from Joe, and he actually reminded me of this that we should have in there, is also keep in mind how are you going to communicate with your family, your better half. Now, maybe you're just single and it's just you. Okay, if that's the case, this may not be a big deal. But having two-way communication where even if you're separated by just a mile or so, how are you going to communicate? This is another area where I'm trying to find some experts that can come on. And if some of you listening have expertise in that, ham radio, portable radio, whatever, and you'd like to come on air and talk about some of those things and give some advice, reach out to me. I'll have you on. I'd love to talk. There's valuable information. And by the way, there's lots of unknowns there when it comes to what people should own so that if something like that were to happen, what can they use to communicate? What's going to be the best way to do that? And by the way, for those of you that are ham operators, what's the simplest way for individuals that never have had experience like you have to communicate. And what I mean by that is you ham operators, you know all of the lingo. You know, it's, it's like walking into a gun store for me. You know everything. You know every, you know, I know every caliber. I know every gun. I know the makes, the models, the whole nine yards, can speak the lingo, can walk in and feel very much at home. Put me in a ham radio store, I'm clueless. I'll be the first to tell you. I have no idea how any, I mean, I know how it works. I know all of the processes behind it. But I haven't the foggiest idea. I could turn one on. I could probably make one, you know, I could probably use one to talk, but I have no idea what frequencies or anything else you, know, you, you guys use and how that works or anything along those lines. That would be a great item to have somebody come on air and talk about that so that we as novices know what do we buy, not buy, what do you stay away from, what is, what is hyped up, what's real, what's not. Okay, a lot of what I do here when it comes to even guns and cars and so on, 
I know very little on the ham radio side. Just that's that's one of those things that I've never had a hobby in. I've never had a lot of interest in. It's just not something that I ever got into. So for a lot of you that are used to it, I know it's second nature to you, but for the rest of us, it's not. It's not. I mean, I can maybe tell you the difference between a good walkie-talkie and one that's not, you know, a good CB versus one that's not. That's about the extent of my knowledge when it comes to radios and so on. I know two-way communication when you're on your own frequency, like I run in all of my fleet trucks where there's a repeater tower and it's talking to the whole, you know, anybody that's on my frequency, we all talk together. That part I understand. But when it comes to ham radio and all of that, I, I know very little. So those of you that have some knowledge, please reach out. I'll either have you call in or we can have you in studio or you can send me information and I can talk about it. Or if you've got an expert in, the, in town that you think would be good to talk to, you name it, reach out. I'll have them on air. But again, how are you going to communicate with your loved ones? And now this is another area, too, where you do have to do some rotation. If and they will require batteries, even rechargeable batteries, you have to be careful because even they over time can go dead. So it's another one of those items where you need to keep tabs on what's in there. Uh, I like Joe's idea of having the top of the tote with, with like a checklist of things. I would go as far as even having a checklist on top of the tote as to how fresh are some of those items and have that marked down on your tote. How fresh are the granola bars? How fresh are the batteries in said flashlight? How fresh are whatever the case may be, your, your power bait that you want to fish with? Again, having that tote and having everything marked out on top as to what's inside of it and how fresh are the contents gives you just a really quick glance as to, oh, I need to update a few things. You know, my pack of AA batteries needs updated or my pack of AAAs needs updated or whatever the case may be get my drift as to where I'm going there. So again, by the way, anything else that you feel we need to talk about here on a weekly basis, please, please, please send me an email. A lot of you do this. A lot of you send me great suggestions. Send me an email. Send me a text message. I'll get all that stuff up. Uh, Again, we'll get it lined out. We'll get people on air, and we'll make it happen. Guys, enjoy a great, great uh, Independence Day weekend. I know 4th of July is on Monday, but enjoy your weekend. Uh, Rush to Reason's coming up next. And again, this has been a live show today. We're live on Rush to Reason here in just a few minutes as well. So, guys, have a great weekend and enjoy and remember where your freedom came from. And by the way, let's keep fighting off tyranny and keep it that way. This has been Ready Radio, KLZ 560. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.